Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, tea sippers. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. And I have two special guests in the house with me today. Um, They are two people from the Free Britney movement. As you guys know, I've been covering the whole Britney Spears situation for close to two years on YouTube. And just, you know, feeling really bad for everything that she's going on. And I wanted to reach out to two people that are heavily involved in that movement. And one of those people is Kevin and the other person is Leanne. So if you guys could just introduce yourself to my audience and let us know, like, you know, how you guys came about getting involved with the Free Britney movement. Thanks so much for having us, T. Um, my name's Kevin Wu, and I've been a Britney fan since the very beginning of her career. So I've always followed her ups and downs and really just connected with her journey as a person. So when she was placed under conservatorship in 2008, um, I was a little suspicious because um, any Britney fan can tell you that Britney does not have a good relationship with her dad. So we were questioning why. Um, it was her dad who took over her life, took over, you know, all of her personal decisions and her money. But at the time, you know, we were young fans and we really just accepted the narrative that the team put out that this conservatorship was a good thing for her. Um, Fast forward to 2019. That's when the podcast Britney's Graham released a voicemail that really detailed that this conservatorship was way more controlling than we thought And that's when I got involved with the Free Britney movement. That's when I started going to the protests outside Stanley Moss Courthouse. That's where Britney's court hearings um, were held. And as we learned just um, these past few weeks, um, you know, Britney finally uh, was given the opportunity to speak out in court and confirmed a lot of the suspicions that we in the movement had. Exactly. And Leanne, if you want to go ahead and tell how you got it. Sure, of course. Similar to Kevin, I've been a Britney fan since the very beginning. Um, You know, always looked up to her as a young girl and was always very inspired by her, followed her career. And also, you know, her her personal life, she was always just so personable and, and goofy and relatable. And I really loved that about her. And like a lot of fans, was suspicious when this conservatorship came to be, just with the connection with her father, didn't make a lot of sense because, you know, they don't have a close relationship. So kind of kept a watchful eye on this all these years and always felt like something was off and jumped really kind of headfirst into the movement and being more actively involved in 2020. I was outraged about other things going on in the world, in our country and other causes I stand up for. I, I decided this is a bigger issue than just Britney at this point, And we need to raise awareness about not only Britney's case, but conservatorship abuse in general. So um, I attended a rally in LA. I met Kevin and uh, we, we linked up and just kind of, it all snowballed from there. That was about a year ago. And um, it 
it feels like it's been 10 years and also 10 days. You know, it's the concept mm -hmm. of time in this movement is is gone, but we're just really grateful for the point that we're at right now. We finally got to hear from Brittany directly. And that's a big part of what this movement is about is letting Brittany have her own voice. Exactly. And that's the part I think that shocked a lot of us is once the details came out. So I want to go ahead and kind of play this clip about um, what they're saying in the news. This was about two weeks, two, three weeks ago um, when the whole Britney thing came out, really snowballed and went mainstream. So I'm going to go ahead and play that really quick quick here for you guys. It was a free Britney frenzy at the courthouse and boyfriend Sam Asgari even posted himself wearing a free Britney t-shirt this morning. This all as Britney spoke to the judge about her 13-year conservatorship. Now Britney, woo, completely sounded off. Legal expert Lonnie Coombs is there. Lonnie. Kit, this was explosive. Right off the bat, the attorneys were saying, look, if she's going to start talking about the kids or the medical stuff, we want to seal everything up and kick everybody out of the courtroom. And all of a sudden, you heard a voice interrupt all the attorneys. It was Brittany. And she was saying, I want this open. I want my freedom. She went after everyone. She went after Jamie. She said that her father loved to be in control. She likened what he's been doing to her like sex trafficking. She said that every time she's been saying she's happy and okay, it's been a lie in the past. And she wants everyone to know. She wants this conservatorship over. She's been researching how to terminate them. And she said that she wants to be able to end this conservatorship without being evaluated anymore. All right. So you guys just heard that clip. And I can tell you from me just being a fan and finally hearing Britney's voice, because for a while, it's like, you know, I might not be as like a big a fan as you guys are, but, you know, we grew up on Britney, right? You know, just mm -hmm. watching her journey through like, you know, being a teenager and then into adulthood, being a mother, me and her were pregnant at the same time. Um, so that's like my pregnancy twin. <laughs> Child. So that's one thing that that's what made me really follow up on her when she got pregnant because we're both pregnant at the same time. But um, you know when so I so you know her, what she was going through and you know she oh, had to yeah. do it with like all the paparazzi chasing yep. her. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine having a new baby and everybody's in your face and there's lights. And I remember when she almost dropped the baby and they try to say that she was unfit. And it's like anybody would be unfit if there's 50 million paparazzis in your face flashing light bulbs and you're just trying to protect your child. You know, so I remember exactly. watching that back in like 20, you know, sorry, 2005, 2006, 2007. It was just heartbreaking to see like just how much pressure was on this woman. And, you know, what amazed me is when she finally found her voice. It was just amazing to hear her because so many times we just see like these kind of quirky videos on Instagram with her dancing and her acting kind of wild. But everything about her was very articulate. She was all there. You know, she knew what she wanted. And for so long, they made it seem like she was crazy and kind of lethargic. And, you know, she wasn't all there. That was not a woman who was not all there. When she spoke, you felt like she just wanted to get it off. You know, it was like almost 13 years of just censorship that she wanted to get off her chest. So you guys told me that you all were at the courthouse. How did you guys feel that day when you guys finally heard Britney Spears come out and just, you know, spill everything? Oh, it was such a mix of emotions because it was just so heartbreaking to hear what everything that she had gone through. Um, but at the same time, we we're so proud of her for being brave enough to talk about it. And also it felt very, um, 
vindicate vindicating for the free Britney movement because we had been called conspiracy theorists for so long. And she just confirmed that, you know, so many of our suspicions were true and it really um, left me hopeful that this will finally um, kick things off to um, for, for change for her, uh, that this were on the road to her freedom. Finally. Definitely. It, it certainly was, I think better than I could have personally ever expected. You know, I hoped and prayed that she was able to say everything she wanted to say unfiltered. I was hoping no one would interrupt her and to hear it happen. You know, it, it, I think it was just super vindicating, as Kevin said, very upsetting to hear directly from Britney's mouth because a lot of the things she talked about, unfortunately, as fans, we've, we've known, we've heard rumors of these things and it was our biggest fear. So to have them confirmed, while it was validating, it was it was really hard to hear. It was an emotional day, you know. For twenty three plus minutes, we sat there and listened outside the courthouse, you know, on the, to the audio, and it was um, just a roller coaster. And I, uh, to be honest with you, it's been a couple of weeks, and I feel like I'm still processing it because um, it was just such a big moment for Brittany and for this movement. Yeah, and I think that's what I really liked about it because, like Kevin said, for so long, because. You know, if you know anything about my brand, I'm a slight conspiracy theorist. You know, I like to look at things deeper. And so many times people will call you a conspiracy theorist, but in a dismissive way. Like, oh, they're just a bunch of crazy fans. Oh, they're just obsessed. They need a life. But it's almost like this validated you guys that everything you guys had been saying is true. And she confirmed this, that it wasn't just suspicion. It wasn't overzealous fans. It wasn't people who need to get a life. It was people who truly cared about her. And I believe you guys' movement is what gave her the strength to finally come out and speak. So kudos to you guys for just, you know, letting her know, even when she couldn't speak for herself, being her voice. And I think you guys and everybody involved in this movement should be extremely proud because, you know, even listening to that as somebody who grew up you know, watching Britney from, you know, the Mickey Mouse Club and watching her, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, you know, blow up in the in the late 90s. And to hear her say that she equates this conservatorship to sex trafficking, that was deep. That was deep because we know how young women are treated in the sex trafficking game. You know, they don't own their bodies. They're a commodity for, you know, these perverts who want to have their way with them. The fact that she has to have an IUD inside of her, you know, that she does not want, that just was heartbreaking. That this woman, you know, who wants to have a child, who wants to, you know, do more with her life is not allowed to. She's not even allowed to drive. Like, how is this okay? And how was this able to go on for so long? And I think that's the part now that people are really digging into and because people are digging into it, I've noticed a lot of folks are jumping ship. So let's they sure go, are. <laughs> yeah, let, let's go ahead and hit on that. First, we had her manager, 25 years, uh, Larry Rudolph. He resigned July 5th. You know, he claimed he hasn't talked to her in two years. You know, he just doesn't feel like he's really managing her. Plus, she wants to quit music. So I thought that was strange. And then the very next day. We had her court-appointed attorney, um, Samuel Ingram. He came out and he wanted to resign after 13 years. Very convenient. So what do you guys think when those two people came out trying to jump shit? Well, I will point out that both Larry Rudolph and Sam Ingram were not chosen by Britney. Because she had, she had worked with Larry before, but she had already fired him 
in 2007. So it was after the conservatorship was established that the court basically forced Sam Ingham as her on her as her lawyer and her team then forced Larry on her as her manager. And she didn't get a say in the matter because she was under conservatorship. So I think that it is very telling that the moment that Brittany speaks publicly about the conservatorship, that that the two of them um, jump ship. And I think it um, certainly points to, I think it screams guilty. I think that it, it, mm-hmm. um, it shows us that, you know, they maybe were complicit uh, for in a lot of those um, abuses that she alleged. I definitely agree. And I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys probably saw the video, but if you guys remember during the ice bucket challenge, remember she dumped the ice water on, um, her manager and said this is for years of torture mm-hmm. and at that point everybody laughed because we didn't get it you know we just thought she was being silly with her manager but looking back at it hindsight is definitely 2020 <laughs> for all the 17 years of the torture you put me through Hi. for all the 17 years of the torture you put me through Hi. Yeah, I think that we're seeing so many things now with a different uh, mindset, you know, just looking back on it. It's the fact that Brittany had fired this man and he was forced upon her again. um, Just another example of her having no say in her own life. Um, And I definitely agree with Kevin that it it doesn't look good to jump ship, you know, a week after Brittany calls you out indirectly or directly. Um, And it's important to note that others have jumped ship. You know, last year, her business manager, Lou Taylor, resigned um, the year before that, you know, just before the movement really kicked off in 2019. Andrew Wallet was a co-conservator. He resigned. And so I think that we're going to see that pattern continue uh, until she's completely free. These people are realizing that they're kind of caught red handed. Brittany called them out. And I think a lot of them want to save face and exit on their own terms. But uh, we won't forget these people and the roles that they played in this conservatorship. So they can go ahead and try to run away. But mm-hmm. our main goal is to get Brittany out of this, get her complete freedom. And then hopefully, um, you know, if she decides to go after some of these people or, um, you know, kind of get her justice, we obviously will definitely support whatever she wants to do at that point. Definitely, because one of the main things why everybody was so OK with this is because Brittany was the money machine. She was literally, you know, feeding and taking care of all these people. In the years that he was um, in charge of her conservatorship as her, you know, court appointed attorney, he made over $3 million, you know? And my thing is the fact that he made over $3 million, he had no loyalty to Brittany. He had loyalty to Jamie, the father, you know? So for me, the fact that he's made all this money, knowing that this was under, you know, this was not okay. It was almost under duress. She had no rights to any of these people. She didn't ask for any of these people, but they were there because they all had their hand in the pot. I mean, I think at this point, then there needs to be certain people facing criminal action and maybe even being disbarred because I don't understand how any of this is okay in a court of law. Completely. You hit the nail on the head. It's really disturbing. Um, You know, Brittany actually did try to hire her own lawyer and the person who deemed her incapable of hiring her own lawyer was the court appointed lawyer. So he had everything to gain by deeming her unfit to hire her, her own, Mm -hmm. another lawyer. 
Yeah, and I think that's the part that's very disturbing is I think as you really dig, and I know the more that I kind of looked into this and I watched a lot of like the Britney deep dive videos. Um, oh, they're the best. Yeah, they're the best. That's how I found you guys was, you know, <laughs> watching those videos. And it's like the rabbit hole goes deep with this. It's so much deeper. Like I think Britney, this whole Britney situation has now have people thinking differently about conservatorships because for me I never really thought too much about them I really always thought they were for older people or people who got hurt in accidents and they're not all there mentally I didn't realize that normal healthy people could be placed under conservatorships if you're a celebrity and you have money and you know if you just have a breakdown they can use it against you and I think that a lot of people allowed this to go on because Britney was lining, well, not Britney herself, but her money was lying in a lot of people's pockets from judges to lawyers, you know, to the people um, that she signed on to do these different shows. They were all getting paid. They all had a vested interest in keeping this conservatorship. Why would you want to release her? That's your cash cow. If she's free to live her life and do what she wants, the gravy train ends. So I think this rabbit hole goes really deep. It really does. And it's really sad that so many people were in, were in on this um, and refused to do the right thing all for a paycheck. Mm -hmm. It's also important to note that, uh, you know, a lot of these people, as we, we mentioned, Larry Rudolph, Brittany had fired him. And also in 2007, she had a very kind of a strange relationship with most of her family and she was kind of pushing them aside. And, you know, almost immediately upon being put under this conservatorship, the whole family is back around. And, you know, we know now that they were, you know, Brittany bought her mom a house, you know, everyone's getting money off of Brittany and kind of being complicit, whether or not they played a role in setting this up um, to sit there silently for 13 years and watch this happen. You know, if we can see it from the outside, I don't even want to know what people on the inside were seeing. And the fact that they weren't standing up for Brittany the person, the human, you know, she's not a machine. She's not just the Britney brand. This is a woman, a mom, you know, a friend. So I think that that's super frustrating. And um, something that keeps me going is just, you know, no one was there for her. So, you know, she's been there for all of us. She's empowered me to be a strong woman. You know, I wouldn't be who I am today without Britney's guidance. Um, mm -hmm. Sounds cheesy, but I want to empower her the way that she empowered me. No, I definitely get it. And, you know, and that's the relationship that we have with our fellow celebrities. You know, that's why they're celebrities. It's something about them that inspires us, that makes us look up to them and things like that. And one thing I've always liked about Britney compared to a lot of other celebrities, she's very unproblematic. Like you just don't hear about her involved in a bunch of mess or being catty or being nasty. I mean, I followed her for years. I've just never heard anything bad about her. You know how some celebrities are like, oh, such and such behind the scenes is a real jerk or, you know, this person is, you know, they're just bad, you know, bad energy. I've never heard that when it comes to Britney Spears. So that's why I feel even worse for her because it seems like she's just so sweet and people took complete advantage of that including her family, even including the ones that were supposed to care for her the most. You know, like people say blood is supposed to be thicker than water. But in this case, it's like, well, damn, what kind of blood is this? You know, <laughs> her sister, you know, blatantly used her. Her brother's, you know, playing crazy like he has no idea what's going on. Now the mom's trying to come after the fact and play, you know, hero. And I'm trying to get new lawyers and a new team. But where were you all these 13 years? You were benefiting. Exactly. And to know that you know, Brittany went into that courtroom two years ago and gave a similar testimony to this judge in private. 
and her mom was with her. So her mom knew these things, even if she didn't know in the beginning, let's give her the benefit of the, the doubt. Two years ago, she knew that Brittany was locked up against her will and forced to take lithium and, and things that were just outrageous. So the fact that she hasn't done more in two years, uh, you know, I, I'm personally offended by Lynn's lack of action to save her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's just simply a commodity to that family. And I think that's the saddest part. Now I want to go ahead and kind of segue. Um, now this is the latest news that came out yesterday that Brittany is seeking new lawyers on her conservatorship battle. And it's even now being announced that her father used $2 million of her money to protect himself against allegations it's like the audacity, you know, it's like these people just know no bounds. So I'm going to go ahead and play this clip really quick so we can go ahead and listen to this here. Britney Spears, the pop star, reportedly taking an important step in the battle to control her life. ABC's Faith Abube is here with more on that story. Faith, good morning. Hey, good morning to you, Wit. Now that Britney Spears is finally speaking up for herself, we're seeing this blame game happening between the very people the courts have put in charge of her life. This morning, serious new allegations in the ongoing saga surrounding Britney Spears' wishes to control her own life. In newly filed documents obtained by People magazine, Spears' personal conservator Jody Montgomery telling the court the pop star's father has used, quote, more than $2 million of his daughter's money, spending it to defend himself in court and in the public eye as he allegedly fights to become the sole conservator of Britney's estate. The accusations come after Spears recently asked a judge to terminate the legal arrangement. When you think about conservatorship, usually it's for elderly people, someone that has dementia or Alzheimer's or someone who has a, a developmental or an intellectual disability. None of that applies to Britney Spears. I call the, shots. the singer just last month saying in a dramatic testimony that the 13-year conservatorship has been abusive. Those involved controlling every part of her life, including how much of her own money she can spend and forcing her to use birth control. Her father, Jamie Spears, denying those claims, telling the judge he's concerned that Montgomery, the personal conservator, does not reflect his daughter's wishes. Montgomery firing back in the new documents, writing that the comments are ironic. Quote, since it's no secret that Miss Spears has wished her father out of her life for years. We're learning lots of facts uh, about what's been going on for the last 13 years, and it's not pretty. Montgomery even sharing screenshots of text messages she says were from Brittany, telling her, quote, I need you to stay as my co-conservator of person. I'm asking you for your assistance in getting a new attorney. And recently, Jamie Spears filed his own court document opposing Montgomery's request for $50,000 a month from Britney's estate to cover security costs. Both sides say they've been getting death threats. ABC News reached out to their representatives, but we have not yet heard back. Eva? All right. So, you know, it's just getting crazier and crazier. And the thing that's sad is, imagine being forced to pay the lawyer fees of the person that you're trying to sue. <laughs> it's crazy. Exactly. That's a huge flaw with the system. The fact that a, a conservatee is funding both sides of this battle. You know, Brittany is paying this court appointed attorney for 13 years who seem to not really be advocating for her. But she's also paying all of Jamie Spears's attorneys who are fighting to keep her in this. And that's a big part of the system that needs to be fixed, in my opinion. And how do you feel, Kevin? I, I agree. I think it's it's definitely a system that doesn't have enough checks and balances. And not 
focused on protecting the rights of the conservatee, even though it was on the face of it, it's supposed to be protecting vulnerable individuals. It just seems to be exploiting them. Yeah, I think a lot of this is just criminal. It just doesn't make sense that her money is being used in this way. And Brittany herself pointed that out. She's mm-hmm. paying all of these people. Um, they need to be reminded that they're working for her, but they're forcing her to to do things to profit them. And that's the literal definition of trafficking. Exactly. That that's what that's what's happening right now with her. And you know, another thing, um, a lot of people were really pissed off when Jamie Lynn Spears, the sister, came out last week and she was telling people to kiss her broke ass. And it's like, ma'am, stop. We know you're not broke. You're not eating top ramen. You know, like you're living very comfortably. And the Britney Army, they literally put receipts of Jamie Lynn and, and the benefits that she's gotten from Britney. Everything from travel and just all types of expenses being footed by Britney's estate. And um, it, I just think it's just really crazy how now Jamie Lynn is trying to come out and speak. So how did you guys first feel when she came out to talk about the situation, especially she was in such defense mode? Oh, she was so defensive. (laughs) Yeah, I think she's always been somewhat aggressive towards uh, the Britney fans and specifically the movement. And uh, I personally take that as a sign of, of guilt. You know, there's a reason you're so defensive. You know, she has never said free Britney. She has never shown genuine concern for her sister. It's always defending herself. And even when you saw that fake apology or the, the fake little statement she made on, I'm sorry, I keep calling it fake, but it was fake. Yeah, on her, her, her Instagram story. Her face and yeah, her fake tear. Right. And she's going to say, you know, well, I told her to do this a while ago and I'm the sister and I, 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 it's like, it's not about you, Jamie Lynn. This is about a woman's constitutional rights and that woman's your sister and this is all you have to say she's better off just not talking because she keeps digging herself deeper into a hole in my opinion yeah and like you said we have the receipts that she is guilty of living off of her sister of benefiting from this conservatorship so um, she can lie all she wants but no lie is going to get past the britney army Exactly. And what's so funny now, I don't know if you guys have heard this. Well, I'm sure you guys have, honey. But the latest <laughs> tea is that Jamie Lynn is publishing a, a memoir. And that baby oh my God. <laughs> came out. And the name of that memoir was supposed to be, I must confess, family, fame, and figuring it out. And so she got drugged, like really bad. <laughs> For some reason, it like leaked onto Amazon. So folks were going in on her, like, how dare you use a lyric to Britney's song to promote your book? You're trash. So now the publisher is coming out and they're trying to backtrack. And so they're based, they came out with a statement yesterday and they basically said, um, let me see if I can find it here. They're, uh, they're saying that it was released prematurely and we deeply regret the incorrect and incomplete information about her book that has appeared in public spaces particularly at this sensitive time for Jamie Lynn and her family. I'm not buying that. What do you guys think about the company now saying that that wasn't supposed to be the book's name? I'm not buying it either. And I do think the timing is very interesting. Um, I have no idea what's going on through Jamie Lynn's head, but it's, it can't be good because, you know, her, your, her sister is fighting for her freedom in court and she's working on book deals Right, right. And this family, you know, we saw a year ago, Brian Spears did an interview and referred to the family business. And they all just think that 
it's a family business. Like what business is this? This is Britney is the one who has performed. Britney's the one who has slaved over, you know, been a slave to these people for 13 years, not to mention the years prior when she worked her butt off. None of these people, they shouldn't just get the benefits because of Britney's hard work, especially when they're not respecting her or her wishes. So, you know, there wouldn't be a book deal for Jamie Lynn Spears if it weren't for her sister. Jamie Lynn Spears wouldn't have had a career in Hollywood, in my opinion, if mm-hmm. Britney hadn't sort of paved that way and been her biggest cheerleader. And I think for me, that's something that's been hard to deal with because I know how much Britney adored her little sister. And to see the woman she's become, I, I don't even want to know what Britney thinks at this point. Yeah, because even when she was in court, she blasted the whole family. She said her whole family has put her through a lot of stuff. Exactly. Everyone except Jamie or everyone except, you know, the mother. She was like, you know, I she doesn't want to deal with the whole family at this point. And I don't blame her because, is you know, even when Brian does his interviews, like you stated, he acts like it's a family business. But last time I checked, Brian, I've never seen you on stage dancing. I've never seen you doing choreography for like weeks at a time. I've never seen you being a backup singer for Britney. So what, what is this family business? It it's seems the like, money. Yeah, the family business is just basically living out. Taking Britney's money. money. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the family endeavor. And that's really sad that it's gone on for so long. And even, I mean, to the point now where even her sons are aware of how this is wrong. You know, it was like, I think it was like a year or two, year, two years ago when um, Jaden was blasting the grandfather and then the older son came out and also blasted the grandfather, said he was horrible and things like that. You know, those kids are not saying that just to be saying that. I yeah. definitely feel like they were being very honest. How did you guys feel when they came out with those statements about the grandfather? It's tough because... <sighs> You know, Brittany isn't the only one who's been traumatized by this situation. She had two babies when this started. And, you know, they're young men now and they know everything that's going on. And um, I don't blame them for being upset. And, you know, specifically, we know that Preston, the older son, you know, that Jamie Spears uh, allegedly assaulted him and and now has a restraining order against him. So um, I can't imagine there's much love there from those kids to that grandfather because this man is clearly... um, he, he's not loved by either Brittany nor her children because he has been so abusive. Exactly. So now I want to just go ahead and talk about the media's uh, portrayal of Brittany over the past, you know, decade. And it's very funny now to see the mainstream media, you know, changing their tune. I remember back, this was years ago, Perez Hilton was one of the ones, like one of the blogs that used to harass her. I mean, he used to harass a lot of celebrities. But I remember back when Heath Ledger died and Perez Hilton was selling a shirt and it says, why couldn't it be Britney? And a lot of people were bringing that back up because now he's trying to play the, oh my God, free Britney and I hope she's okay. And a lot of people from the army have been blasting him like, you are one of the ones who literally harassed this woman you know, for years. And so many of the media and the paparazzi, even when you go back and look at like, you know, video footage from like the early 2000s, mid 2000s, like that was just, that's enough to take a toll on anyone. You know, like what they did to her was just not normal, you know, to the point where she went crazy with the umbrella, shaved her head and they were just eating this stuff up. 
And I think because now, like, that type of stuff is not acceptable now. Like, you don't, yes, you still see celebrities, you know, having paparazzis around, but not like how it was during the time of Britney, Paris, Lindsay, and all that stuff. So how do you guys, do you guys feel like the media is somewhat two-faced now? Like, they're trying to act like they weren't the same ones who helped demonize her and kind of put her in the situation that she's in now, 13 years later? I think it's a... a I think it's a few things. I think that it's it is different people in charge of the media companies now. Mm -hmm. So it's you know a lot of people who are our age who um, were consuming the media back then, but now you know have you know grown up and are in charge of those media companies um, and changing the narrative. I think are we're, we live in a different culture. At the same time, I do agree with you that um, they haven't completely taken accountability for that and are maybe contributing um, to some of that culture, you know, maybe with other celebrities or even with the Britney case, with all of this attention, there's, there is still this feeding frenzy. It's just, I, I, my biggest hope and my prayer is when Britney is free, that she is treated with respect by the media and by the paparazzi. You know, we do live in a different time now where paparazzi aren't, uh, it's not as much of a business as it was 15 years ago, because there is social media, celebrities can kind of take charge of their own brand and photos and things like that. So I would hope it wouldn't be anywhere near what it was in 2007. But I I just fear that the way the media is already eating up the story of the conservatorship right now, um, you know, they better rein it in because when Britney's a free woman, they better respect her because this army will not be happy if they start to revert back to their old ways. Because yes, the media played a huge role in vilifying Britney, not even just at the start of the conservatorship, but most of her career, you know, even as a, a teenager, it was like, she was, you know, too sexy. And it, she's just always been looked down upon in the media. And, you know, so we've been defending her for years long before this conservatorship, just defending her as, as a person, as a performer. Mm -hmm. If you ever go to one of the Free Britney rallies in L.A., um, you do get the sense that, you know, we welcome the media attention. But at the same time, you do get the sense that not that much has changed because um, now there's so much attention on the case and on the movement um, that it really um, gets really overwhelming. And, you know, everybody's trying, to, you know, pushing each other to get the shot. Um, I couldn't imagine having to for I can't imagine Brittany having to go through that again, you know, once she's free. Right. Just seeing the way that they kind of put the pressure on us as fans, as a movement, you know, just to get a quick soundbite from us. You know, Brittany's not even out front with us at the rally. So uh, that is a fear of mine because they do still seem just as eager to to get the story. And I think that that leads people sometimes to be way too aggressive. Definitely. So I want to go ahead and um, the final question that I have for you both is I see that now Brittany has court coming up and they're saying that they want to start trending, let Brittany decide. So how do you guys feel about that movement? And could you tell us more about the whole let Brittany decide hashtag? Sure. So trending on Twitter is a great way to spread awareness about the movement. So let Britney decide is highlighting the fact that Britney was denied her right to an attorney of her choice 13 years ago. Um, she was stuck with a court appointed attorney, Sam Ingham, for for that entire time until now. Now that there's pressure on the case, he stepped down. And so we're hoping that Britney is going to be allowed to hire a lawyer of her choice and not another 
one who the court imposes on her. Um, so that is why we want the court to let Britney decide. It's it's unfortunate that um, it takes this much public pressure for that to happen because everyone should already have a right to a lawyer of their choice. Exactly. And Leanne, was there anything you want to add about the movement? I'm just feeling very um, inspired by the persistence of this fan base and this movement and all of the advocates and activists around the world. You know, we've, we've, Brittany has touched so many people throughout the globe that we've got rallies happening um, on the day of her hearing, not only in LA outside of the courthouse where the hearing happens, but all across the world. And we've got them in Europe and, and South America and here throughout, you know, the US. And it just shows the power of, uh, you know, the public pressure. I hope that this judge doesn't cave to these con artists who are running this conservatorship because there are, it's not an exaggeration to say that the entire world is watching this case and we need to set a precedent to not only, uh, you know, restore Britney's rights, but to prevent this sort of abuse from happening to anyone else in the future. Because if it could happen in front of our eyes to Britney Spears, you know, think about what's going to happen, you know, what could happen to you or your mom or your neighbor or, you know, we have to change this system. And it's unfortunate that this has had to happen to Brittany, but I do feel optimistic that we can use this as a catalyst to affect real change in these laws. No, I definitely agree. And I think that's a great note to end on. And I really appreciate both of you guys coming onto my platform to just, you know, help raise awareness. And I want to do the same as well using my platform to just help raise awareness to the whole situation. Because like you said, if this can happen to a major celebrity, uh, uh, you know, global icon, it can happen to a regular person. You know, just the regular Joe Schmo who might have just had like a breakdown or they're going through something. And now everybody's in cahoots, you know, to try and get everything that they've worked hard for. And I think they definitely need to go and reevaluate some of these conservator laws because I just don't see how this has been able to go on for so long. And especially at some point in time, there has to be some type of you have to have a heart and look at this situation and say, does this woman really need this? Or is it because of the money that she's making that's benefiting all the people around her? Exactly. Thank you so much for having us, T. It's been great to, to chat about it and to continue to raise awareness. Definitely. And thank you so much. And thank you, Kevin, as well, for coming on. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, T. All right. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll definitely be in the hashtag Let Brittany Decide. All thank right. You. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.